Alrighty, you're listening to Kiss and Tell Radio, and we are here live in the Ruby Studios, our new co-producers. So you should be excited for this, because we are too, with our new partners. So, we are excited because you have a new code. The code is going to be KAT2017. When you download the Reverie app, when you download it on iTunes, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Roku, whatever you're doing to stream music, you get 10% off for the next three months. Again, that code is KAT2017. And we will see you soon on Reverie. My name is Aaron, and she talks. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Kiss and Tell. Hey y'all. It is just Kendall and I today because Jace is in Australia, mate. Mm. Razor blades. <laughs> I won't even attempt the accent. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I learned little cues from like Tumblr and Twitter, like because there's very distinct accents between. Uh, the UK and mm. Australia, mm-hmm. like they have, like it's a twang. I feel like Australia is like the Texas, yeah, and the and the UK is like the New England, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, really, really. So it's like a little country in yeah. Australia. So yeah, he is in Australia right now. Weird. What is Jace doing in Australia? I'm not quite sure. He didn't really tell us. No, he just dipped. <laughs> we know he was listening to Ashley Simpson on the way to the airport. That's that's about the extent that we know. Yeah. Even as insiders. Even as insiders. I think he's being honored. <laughs> I, and you know what? I don't want to plant, you know, the, the the seed of confusion and delusion in any of the listeners' head. I don't want them thinking that he's down there working, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody pull him out. <laughs> right. There's no international bussy snatching going on down there. Oh, Jesus Christ. But what's... <clears throat> you have issues with the word bussy? Yeah, you know I do. You know what, guys? Before we get into everything, I have to light into Kendall. And I told him I was going to do this. Now, last time that we talked, first of all, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge that today is International Women's Day. I am so, so, so excited because who run the world, girls? I do believe that female is the future. Female is the now to me. It it is. Um, Absolutely happy International Women's Day, Sean. Yes. And I believe that if more women were in uh, positions of political power, things would run a (laughs) hell of a lot more smoothly. Yeah, I watched a video. I don't know if you saw me retweet this last night. It was late. Mm -hmm. Um... Of Hillary Clinton speaking, I'm not uh, to a, to a girls group. I know that on the podium it literally said girls, um, and she was really talking um, about the power of women and what she's. You know, the past couple months have obviously been a little rough for her. Yeah, since, since losing the election, um, and I use losing loosely. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I think that she's the perfect example of of what women can be. Yeah, and how. Uh, we see it all the time. There's so many. Resilient, co- they are. There's so many countries that are ran by women, and everything's just smooth. And they're not too emotional, <laughs> right? No one's, you know, getting on their period and pressing the the nuclear codes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to acknowledge that. But anyway, so last time that we recorded, before we recorded, you all remember that during the recording, I mentioned I ended up popping a piece of gum because I said I had a sweet onion chicken teriyaki sub. Well, I went to Subway with Kendall before the damn show. And now listen, I know at Subway you can customize your sandwich, but Kendall is absolutely ridiculous at Subway. It's funny because we just... Hold on. So we go to the Subway and, uh, you know, Kendall, I I insist that he goes in front of me. By the way, I should have had the woman that made your sandwich make mine because mine was so skimpy. And you know I, I love my vegetables. Yeah, she wasn't having it with you. Kendall... Gets his bread choice and asks for <laughs> mayo and mustard first. And then didn't you have it heated up? Then all everything put on it. No, I had my mayo and mustard spread lightly and I wanted it spread. And and, I've, and, and not just the squeeze bottle. And just for the listener, this isn't the first. I don't feel attacked by Char because this isn't the first person <laughs> who's had issue with the way I order. It's really and, aggravating. And, it's really aggravating. And what I ask these people is when you make a sandwich at home or when your mother used to make your sandwich for mm-hmm. your father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no gender roles here. <laughs> used to make your sandwich. Do you just plop the mayo and the mustard on, or did you not spread it in the sandwich before you put the meat and the and the the well? 
Uh, well, I wasn't really necessarily a spreader because, for one, I don't eat mayonnaise. So, and, and I then like, I don't like to see it, and I don't really like to taste it either. But I need something to really? like moisten my bread. So I just need to lightly spread both. Oh yeah, we talked about that because you almost vomited when I told you about how my cousin used to get extra mayo on her whoppers. To and think of be, like mayo dripping out, is yeah, disgusting be glopping. To me. Yeah, that's disgusting. See, I'm a mustard girl, and a lot of people turn their noses up at that's this because I love mustard, and I love all different types of mustard. Mustard. I like the gritty mustard where it tastes, where it has the texture of sand. I love a good spicy mustard. Ooh, I, I'm a mustard girl. So mm-hmm. when you use a lot of mustard, of course you're not really worried about spreading it because mustard comes out of the squirt bottle. So you just squirt it and then slap your stuff on there, mm. slap your accoutrement on the bread. It's different than the mayonnaise that you actually mm-hmm. typically have to, well, originally used to just And my dad used to make this hot pepper mix, like from scratch. And we used to put it on everything. Like, it was like a mix. Like, it was like pickled peppers. Like, serrano, and, habanero, and just all these it's, peppers. It's my developed palate that's even embraced um, mayo and mustard. Because, uh, honestly, growing up, all I did was like ketchup. Oh, that's why we couldn't be friends. Well, you couldn't have been in the Jocelle household. I hate, I hate ketchup. And this, I hate to go on tangents, but listen, when it comes to condiments, I hate ketchup and mayonnaise. I am a mustard hot sauce girl like, all the way. And you give me barbecue sauce that can go with anything. I like, like barbecue like, sauce. I can eat barbecue sauce. Are you with more fried of a shrimp? I can are you more of anything. a uh, like a sweet baby rays or an open pit? Because open pit's a little bit more tangier like and I, thin. I, I, yeah, I like a, a more grounded, uh, smoky taste. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like Sweet Baby Ray's. That's like a, a Chicago Like staple. in terms of fast food, mm-hmm. I love a a Popeye's barbecue sauce versus a the worst barbecue sauce is Carl's Jr. It, never it's had literally it. it's it's like it's like red. It's not even like I've never seen yeah, such yeah. a light colored barbecue sauce. A lot of red uh, barbecue sauces are like in Texas. Ugh. Uh, no, no, no. And even more specifically in Oklahoma. You know, I went to college in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and they love uh, red based, very vinegary, tangy, thin barbecue sauce. And I grew up with more of a thicker, heartier barbecue sauce. You know. So moving on, Kendall also. This is this is a Kendall. I'm dedicating the first half of this <laughs> to ripping Kendall apart. And that's fine. So we pull up at Reverie Studios today, and Reverie is attached to uh, what's this studio right here? What are you all attached to? Studio Production Center. Okay, Studio Production Center. And I was explaining to Kendall that the first time I ever was here, I was with <laughs> a colleague of mine. Shout out to Smith. I was with a colleague of mine, and I told him that I saw Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. I don't know the real actor's name, but I saw frickin' Aaron Samuels. He pauses and looks at me with, with, the, with the spirit of confusion and delusion. And I'm like, well, what is it, Kendall? He said, I've only seen, like, half of Mean Girls once. And I said, excuse me? She was genuinely perturbed. Excuse me? Like, I, I'm and she- he said when it re-aired, like, when it comes on TV, you don't stop. Like, you don't watch it. No. Mean Girls is a cult like Kendall. Oh, and also, also, <laughs> also. Oh, God. This one is embarrassing. This, it should be. So I'm watching The View the other day. <laughs> and if you watch The View, then you know that Sarah Haynes, who's one of my, the blonde one, she's one of my favorite people. She's awesome. She has been harassing Whoopi Goldberg to say, Molly, you in danger, girl, ever since she joined. And Whoopi finally said, like going to commercial, she said, Sarah, you in danger, girl. And it was just one of the funniest moments that I've actually seen on The View. Kendall didn't know what that was from. No, so she texts me and I'm like, she, she's like... It was like, hilarious. She's like, today, Sarah, Whoopi fi- Sarah finally got Whoopi to say blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at my phone, like at work, I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, I mean... Context clues tells me this is something that Sarah has wanted Whoopi to say for a long time. I'm assuming it's from one of Whoopi's popular films. I don't know what it's from. Kendall has Kendall. He said when he thinks of Whoopi Goldberg, which Sister Act was her some of her finest work. However, Kendall has never seen The Color Purple. He has never seen Ghost. Have you ever seen Karina Karina and all those movies? I've seen Karina Karina. Okay, yeah. okay, but he still hasn't seen Ghost. Ghost yeah. is so good. Demi Moore, Patrick did, Swayze. Did did Whoopi? It's not my genre. That sounds. It's no, not. you gotta see it. You gotta see it. Genre aside, it is a great movie. It, did Whoopi do a film with Kirstie Alley? I'm sure she did. I don't. I can't remember, but I'm sure she I did. I feel like I remember that from a childhood. Like, like I don't know. 
I'm sure she did. Whoopi was everywhere. And then Kirstie, at at her peak, she was everywhere, too. Yeah. She was everyone. Black men love Kirstie. White men love Kirstie. (laughs) Kirstie was it. She had the eyebrows, the face. And the body. Oh, one of the curviest (laughs) white women. Right. Oh, that's a good head of hair. I like Kirstie Alley. I like Kirstie Alley. Shout out to Kirstie Alley. She's fun. And she gets it. She gets it. She gets it. She still lives in Kansas City. She never... uh, Really? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She lives in Kansas City, and she's very, like, that white woman. Kirstie Alley had a... to say she should do reality, she had one for a second, right? She did. I some don't remember. I just remember her with the bikini, with Oprah. That was one oh, of her, yeah, you know, yeah. the during the Valerie Bertinelli Weight Watchers. Yeah, during that peak, that whole that, right, the height right. of all of that. Yeah. So other than me roasting Kendall for not, not seeing those movies and how obnoxious he is at Subway, what have you been up to, Kendall? Um, since our last, I went to Dallas. I think that weekend. Okay. Um, I presented at a conference in Dallas that weekend after we recorded the last episode, and uh, I don't know. Same old. Nothing new. Tell them what happened in Dallas. Oh, um, so I went to my first academic conference. As you know, I'm pursuing my master's You right looked now. great, by the way. You sounded great. It, it looked like a TED Talk. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> On your Instagram, I was yeah. like, look at my friend up there. Slaying. The support was really dope. Um, you were like engaging. The hands were moving, but not too much. Yeah, I felt you good. You were making direct. It was very, very confident. But I have faith in you because Kendall is actually a really, really good. Well, you all can tell through the podcast, but you are a great speaker. Thank you. Um, and coming from you, Shar, that means a lot because I really think that there's a difference between, you know, being smart and quote-unquote well-spoken or Mm well-written and then doing this whole talking thing. I think it's it's very different. And so, um, but I've done some public speaking and I've done, you know, presentations, but... You've been presenting your whole academic career. Yeah, but 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 I took two years between my my, my, my undergrad uh, career and my master's um, degree. So, you know, and so now I'm at the end of my master's degree and this is my first time at an academic conference. So... Um, needless to say, it was great. The reception was great. The room was full. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, uh, thesis chair, my committee chair um, was in the front row. I had my best friend's support. It was awesome. Um, and I got some really good feedback as I finished this damn paper. Um, so, yeah. And I was talking, and, 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 and it's nice to see academia intersect with things that I care about in pop culture. Yes, because what were you, what were you talking so about? So, my topic was about, so it was an, it was an um, ethics conference, it's the Association for Practical and Professional Ethics, and my topic is, was about um, black representation on television. And so, um, it stemmed from, uh, from an article or a paper done um, a couple years ago by a woman named, uh, her last name is Zook, I think Crystal Zook. Um, and she talked about the golden era of TV, of black television mm-hmm. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, with when there was Living Single and Martin and Living Fox. Color. And, yeah. and so Fox really it was was the fourth emerging big, big uh, broadcast network. Um, and they, they found a niche of black programming. Mm-hmm. And then when they got the contract to broadcast the NFL... They kind of wash their hands with black folk or any minority for that Which matter. Which birthed, in turn, like the UPNs and stuff. Yes. And so then we got the UPN and the WB. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I talk about that time. Um, and then now we see a resurgence of black television. And so we're now seeing this kind of the second coming of the golden mm-hmm. era of black television. And so mine was about the ethical imperatives that, that these networks see to keep black programming on TV, not only for market interests, mm-hmm. um, but for representation. Like there, there should be some ethical consideration when, when you know, TV, I think the last figures I looked at, there's about 96% of people have a television in their household. Whether that's connected to cable or not, that's different. But 96% of people and 64% of people have t- um, cell phones. Mm-hmm. And so with so much happening and then and, and TV having such an impact in the way that we see ourselves and other people, mm-hmm. it's so important to, you, to, to see ourselves. Do you think TV is going to eventually die out? And I only ask this because I was watching an interview that Fortune Magazine did with Wendy, and Wendy was talking about how uh, now this day and age, like this generation, it's uh, she said something to the effect of cutting the cord, meaning that so many people strive for TV, but that with the way things are going, you get your one-minute blurb on Instagram. There's a lot of podcasts, YouTube. Like people are cutting the cord, like where TV is not 
the end all be all. No. And and people aren't looking at ratings anymore. It's based off followers. And she just was emphasizing how grateful she is that she's not in this generation where it's the content and the ratings that got her where she yeah. needs to be yeah. versus the follower count. Like you like like a Tanache having Because she doesn't come. think she'd have that many followers. No, really, because she's she's not that um open to the public being in her personal life. And so mm-hmm. much of that has to come without the machine of the publicist and all that stuff that you get when you actually make it. Right. They want you to come in and say, well, you're going to get this this show because you have five right. million followers. Mm-hmm. How would I generate that if I, you know? So I don't think she, and she, she probably said, wouldn't she be She says she, would, she doesn't like sharing all of that and I think, snapping her food before she eats it and all that. Right. That, that's just not <laughs> the girl not she is. And so even now that she's so, now that the the Twitter is becoming, like you can tell somebody else is running it. Oh, <laughs> she, she openly admits that. <laughs> no, she yeah, is. but it's like, Wendy, it was very much like just the little blurbs from the show were hot topics. Mm-hmm. Now, like they're engaging with people. And creating and memes, memes and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny, it's nice, but you know it's not her. Yeah. Um, do I think that it's gonna? I think I think you have to look at it. You know, it started with with print media. Is that me? I'm sorry. Um, it started with print media. Then it went to um, radio. Then it went to TV. And so I think naturally, um, as technology emerges, things change. I think we still can't broadcast television. Still, the advertising dollars are still still gonna so be so much. Yeah, that I don't see it. Dissipated. It's not going to transfer future, to YouTube, <laughs> but n- no. Um, and so I, I think it'll still be there, and that's why I think it's still important that we um, regulate and talk to and, and speak to those issues in terms of the the eth- what the ethical dilemma yeah. is there, because I definitely see it as them them only looking at it as a capitalistic interest instead of really considering the power of media. Mm-hmm. And what those representations mean. <clears throat> I have to say, speaking to your present, speaking to the heels of your presentation, I'm glad of all, happy about all of the inclusion. I don't know if you finished watching because I remember you texted me and you said it, it was getting kind of ant eh, to you. But uh, when we rise when on we ABC, rise, yes, um, it was a lot of TV. I talked to Terrence of the Freaky Boys last night. He said that he watched. It was a lot of it TV. Was a lot it was of TV. four parts and an hour and a half a piece. Yeah. Uh, but it was really good. It was really I the did ending, not finish. and it was based on real people. So I was googling people. There was a trans woman that got killed in a random car accident who was a pastor, and she was like forty nine, and her name was Bobby Jean, I think. Okay. Um, so the ending, I was you know weeping. But what I was thinking about was how hard it. I mean, it's hard today, but how hard coming of age. It, it 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 was, and I'm glad that they highlighted the duality of it, of, as far as being black and being LGBT identified mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the with the one black guy character. I forgot his name. It escapes oh, yes, me right yes, now. Yes, yes, But um, the, the ex Navy man. Yes, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. So if you all have not checked out When I, We Rise, it's on on demand. It's on Hulu on ABC yeah. on ABC app. Check I, it out. Um, I I did enjoy what I saw of it. I think in terms of all I saw, I saw half of what it was because I saw two out of four. Um, and I, I mean, I was a little disappointed. It felt, I, the, what I told you, I think, is that I felt it was a little melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was too much kind of easy resolution in what I know was not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the white savior. Of course. But. <laughs> Even though we know it, I mean, I mean, not discrediting him, but we would be remiss if we did not really highlight the black and brown people of the movement because a lot of the times they carry because the their weight. intersection is the there's, weight. There's so much it's that comes weight. with that. It's you on know? the back. So absolutely, I think that. Um, but again, in terms of it, it was just it's nice to see what ABC continues to push the envelope to do in terms of real diversity and inclusion because diversity is not just the hot button word that means racial diversity. I I really oh, you know Laverne has a new show. I, I did. She got she got a on pie. ABC. Yeah, green. For, and the, it's not a trans character. It's not, and it was not written for a yeah. trans character. And so I'm happy. ABC is since just CBS um, canceled <laughs> her show unceremoniously after two. You episodes. know, Catherine Heigl's in a new movie. Whatever. I saw the trailer when I went to go <laughs> see uh, Get Out. It looks like it's going to be like obsessed, but it has a twist. And I, I have to say, There's Catherine some, looks damn good. What have you seen in Isaiah Washington? Isaiah Washington in since he since he got fired from Grey's. 
Nothing. What the things that white people can do and get away with and keep getting chances for is unbelievable to me. Yeah. Because Catherine Heigl, from the show on NBC State of Affairs, um, to I mean, I there's just about there's that. a pl- I think as she I think Alfre Woodard was in that. Alfre Woodard played the president. Catherine Heigl was like the this the the, the FBI like director or something or some sort of secret intelligence agency canceled because she's her. Her Q score is yes. Nobody wants to be around. And right her. now, for, I'm watching. Uh, I've been binge watching Grey's Anatomy. I just started season five. It's on Netflix. Yes. I never really got into <laughs> yeah. it because the episodes that I did catch were too dramatic for me. <laughs> where it literally would take away my breath, and I'm like, I cannot. But I've really, I, I, I was there from the beginning. Now with the character development, mm-hmm. and I really like um, the black woman. Her name escapes me right now. The short black woman. Yes, yes. Uh, Chandra Wilson is her name. Yeah, in I, real life. Like. Yeah, but her name's Miranda. Miranda Bailey, Doctor Miranda Bailey, yeah. and Christina Yang are my favorite characters. I enjoy Grey's. I and I like that Grey's type, to me almost like soap operas. Um, I can tune in whenever I want and I can catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. So, but I'm waiting for the episodes because most of them are killed off. But I'm like I said, I'm <laughs> in season five, so I'm just like waiting. And I've been googling when was I- Izzy Stevens? That was Catherine Heigl's yeah, character. Yeah. When did she leave the show? So I'm watching to see how uh, how Shonda has kind of squeezed them out because I know that uh, the guy who played George O'Malley, the one who mm-hmm. Isaiah Washington mm-hmm. called the the faggot word, yeah, um, <laughs> he ended up leaving. The show because he wasn't getting enough airtime. Yeah. But I wonder why Shonda did that. And but speaking of him, his name is like TC Carson or something. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's Kyle from Living Single. His name is something similar it's, to it's that. T. It's, it's it's like a, a not yeah. an acronym. Uh, yeah. An initial. Yeah. But he was in When We Rise. In the last, yes, in the last part. Yeah, so shout out to ABC. I really like what they're doing, even though I I don't like speechless, but it's just nice to see those representations on TV. They are literally paving the way. They really are. As far as diversity and inclusion. They really are. But thank you for the kind words. I did enjoy my time. But you didn't get a chance to go to to the Papados or the Razoos or the Valley View Mall. Dallas weather didn't treat me right. It was cold, number one, and then I don't know, you know, I have really bad allergies, so it could be anything from the pesticides. really bad. Allergies. Like, but in his room, I always joke and say, "Where's the box of Kleenex?" He has a box of Kleenex on his nightstand where he would not even have to extend his damn elbow no, to grab a Kleenex. Right there. He can just and, a, and, a and humi- the Sudafed, a Sudafed and humidifier. It's right there because so, and I didn't have any of that. I had Sudafed, mm. but I was in Dallas. It was really rough after my presentation. So, so you didn't get to enjoy the beautiful no. city of Dallas because no. Dallas has a lot to offer. And the boys. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, bet. yes. I bet. I heard. Yeah, I didn't get to. And some of the conference um, attendees were young, and they were trying to get me out. Um, and I really did want to. Because um, you felt like shit. I, I, yeah, it was like, it wasn't even like, oh, brave it. No, it was like, I, I will be no fun. Where's the remote, and where's the, yes, the and bed? I watched some good CNN. Um, you know, CNN Originals, they're doing those, those um, like, the history things. And okay. so they did, like, the history of comedy. And I watched some... Um, uh, women in comedy and like uh, sitcom, like good sitcom history. Okay. Was, yeah, so. That is what's Always up. learning. Well, I'm going to start with my topic first. That was a long uh, catch up segment. Yeah, but, but I it was feel nice. like it was, it was worth it. It's yeah. two of us today. Yeah. Um, so my topic this week is dedicated to the Bidens, honey. Now, if you all have somehow been living under a rock, I was. Until you you told were. Me yes. about it. It was uh, leaked to the New York Post, I believe, that (laughs) Hunter Biden, who is Bo Biden, the dearly departed, Bo Biden's brother, Mm -hmm. Hunter, is now dating his brother's widow, Haley. I don't know if it's Haley or Hallie, but I'm going to say Haley. It looks like Haley. Mm -hmm. Haley Biden. Um, And Joe and Jill Biden, former VP, uh, they released a statement fully supporting this now. What confuses me about this is that I don't know if Hunter is divorced from his wife or if they're just separated. That is something that I was unclear on. But anyway, um, Hunter <laughs> it was or is married to Catherine Biden, and they're estranged right now. Okay. Now, they have three daughters. Yes. Okay, together. And how many kids did Bo Bo and, and Haley. Haley have a son and a daughter. Okay. So there so, are five children involved in, in this. In this mess. And so, you know, my first response was a bit of, um, 
you know, uh, knee-jerk reaction in terms of only white people. But I, Like, it, what in the caucasity? <laughs> right. But I've heard, I, I've seen this happen with, um, people of color? With, with people of color. I've, I've not, I'd imagine someone not, would turn up dead. <laughs> <laughs> not even in <laughs> not even in terms of necessarily like the, the exact uh, scenario, but I've I've heard like like a woman gets a little an older age, and you know a, a man's life expectancy is a little a little less, um, especially a black man. Oh yes. And um, you know he she ends up marrying his best friend or something. I've heard that with black. People. Okay, that's different than a sibling. If your sister was dating a guy. And they broke up. And the guy came knocking on your door. Well, there's a couple of problems. <laughs> there's a couple. I mean, but if we're, if we're believing in the spectrum. Yes. Um, I don't see... I don't feel comfortable how doing it. That would work, and it's always one of those things where you wonder, especially if if if, if the guy had met the family. Yeah, you and know, it's, and it's one of those things. He's where had you... a Belizean cookout, <laughs> plantains. <laughs> Is that what you all eat? Yes. Plantains and fish and yes, stuff. But it's not a hard A. It's usually a plant plantain. Is what I say. Oh, a plantain. Yeah. I say plantain. No, it, do you say plantain? I say pl- plantain. Yeah, but I mean, it could just I'll, be the I'll, accent. I'll I start saying plantain now. You don't, it's, I don't know I'm what's I'm going right. to say, listen, my friend it's, is Belizean. Okay? He said. That, that's primary food group for his people. And he said it's pronounced plantain. Okay? So get out of my face with that. Anyway. <laughs> no, but um, I, I, you, where you wonder if he's had the hots for his brothers, right. like, what, what were you doing when, when Bo was perfectly healthy and well? At, and what at, was on, she doing? On Thanksgiving. And what you was know? she doing? Were you all playing footsie under the, <laughs> under the Biden Thanksgiving table? And what, what really creeps me out about this is the fact that Bo, uh, Bo is gone. Yeah. It'd be different if Bo separated from her or they divorced and then Hunter and Haley got together. We don't together. know how Bo feels about this. But because this. Bo is six feet under. What I will say is, Ugh, is, unique, about that is, gross. is unique and specific to them being white and the privilege that comes with that, though, is that I think if this is how the media is uh, yes, reporting on and it. that they that they felt comfortable enough to the former VP and longtime congressional Uncle member, Joe. Uncle Joe and his wife, King who's, of be- memes. who's beloved <laughs> and respected. Yeah, I like Jill. I like Jill, too. Would go out so they're not married, they're not engaged. No. All they're doing is dating, and to go out and make an official statement and say we're in support we're of this, support this, I question whether or not the black ass Obamas would be able to do that. Oh hell no! Oh my goodness, <laughs> no! God forbid down the line when Malia and Sasha are married and something happens, all sorts of incestuous African yes. craziness accusations would Hood be hurled. Type. <laughs> Uh, Sasha was a thought. We knew she was a we thought. We knew she. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and though, if the Obama supported, oh my goodness, it, it would turn been. into the right wing blaming them, <laughs> saying that they were having all different types of orgies in the White House. Right. And so while the while the Obamas are on the heels of of um, accusations that they tapped phones, the Bidens are oh, enjoying give me a break. <laughs> are enjoying the privilege of you know. So how do you think? How do you go about? This is a fun question. Yeah. Actually, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> how do you how do you think they're going to go about explaining this to the damn kids? Because I can imagine. You know, you know what we share in common is oftentimes in in these in life situations we say, "What would Wendy say? What would Wendy do?" <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder. What would, <laughs> I feel like Oprah would be more qualified. <laughs> for the, what would Oprah do? Oprah probably like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't. Just imagine having a seat at Oprah's uh, kitchen table talking. No, Wendy's kitchen table talking. No, about talking this. about this. Exactly. <laughs> I um, I, I feel like, uh, I don't, how old are the kids? Um, I think that the, the range, the, they're in between, they're around like the 10 to 8, 10, 12, 14 type. Okay. I mean, so they're still fairly young. I mean, I feel like I feel like because they're still young, it can be it can normalized to them in terms of you know, it's love, fam, it's love. So now this is my cousin sister, <laughs> my sister cousin. What in the Jenner Kardashian no. household is going mm-hmm. on? 
Uh, yeah, I think I think they can, they can normalize it and just explain that you know, especially I feel like the younger the better. If they were six, yes. Now that they're older, the feelings are in. Especially, I believe in particular for Bo and Haley's kids, because Daddy is dead. Yeah. So what is Uncle doing? You know, swigging from the orange juice. Well, yeah, sitting, in the morning, and, and, right? Why is he reading the mom, paper at the table? Kissing Mom on when the I cheek. Wake up. I don't like that. But I think I think that because of the way that he passed, and because it was so. Um, sad and tragic, I think that they they might be able to respect another figure coming in and a figure that they're familiar with. True. Um, Makes you wonder how close they really were. No, I know. Yeah. Because I heard some reports are claiming that they were like joined at the hip, which is not uncommon for brothers. But like I said, makes you wonder how close they really were. Oh, the brothers, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the wives, from my understanding, didn't really see it for each other. Mm. Catherine and and Hallie. Haley, Haley, whatever. Didn't really see it. But the brothers were, we're We're brothers. We're We're happy happy and we're singing and we're going. We're not (laughs) coming. Nick, that's oh, what that's I gave you. Stop. The choir is always giving me choir hands, and I did not grow up in the church. <laughs> so I'd be like, huh? This means... I was like, Shut it up. <laughs> um, but but I did. I watched the Waynes Brothers. Okay, but the Waynes Brothers aren't sucking and fucking on each other, well, to our knowledge. No, no, no. I'm saying because you, you, you criticized, you opened up oh. the show criticizing what I've seen. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. You still missed out on cinematic gold. I, I cannot believe I, yeah. that you have never seen and, Mean and, Girls. And really, the, the one that... Caddy Heron? Mean, mean Girls can... I, can I live want my with, pink shirt back. I can live without Mean Girls. I'm pretty embarrassed that I haven't seen The Color Purple. You cannot live without Mean Girls. As a matter of fact, I'm going to plan a Mean Girls day for you and I, and we are going to go see it. You need to see That movie is culturally relevant. And it's so annoying because people will say stuff like, we wear pink on Wednesdays. And it's so fat. You I'll need be- to. I cannot <laughs> and believe- I mean, but I, I know the cultural references because I do this. This is my arena, you know, but I don't know. It is a fantastic movie. You need to watch it. And it takes place in a Chicago is suburb. Is Tina Fey in there? Yes. I always have. The, did she Tina do? Was Fey she the principal? And Amy Poehler. No, Tina Fey was uh, the teacher. And she did like some sort of like pep rally, and she was in the auditorium. Yes, and I, that scene stands out. See, and uh, Amy Poehler was <laughs> the Chris Jenner type mom. Oh, yeah. Is there alcohol in this? No, honey. Why? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. These are teenagers. It's good. Like, Kendall, Kendall, you need to see. Everybody tweet Kendall Mean Girls quotes. <laughs> like, bombard me so I don't have a choice but to watch. But you, you need to. Is it on Netflix? I don't think so. If it is, you have to probably, it's the, the, the kind you got to pay for, three ninety nine. Okay. But uh, I will make it, I will pay for it. I will make a day for, I'll get some snacks, some healthy snacks. Yeah. And uh, we can make a day out of, because I feel like you need to see, okay. you'll have such an appreciation. By the time the end credits roll, you'll have such an appreciation for Mean Girls. You really will. Okay. You really will. Okay. And I'm going to get Ghost and the, the Color Purple is on Netflix. That's just a time commitment, but I really can't talk about time commitments because I watched seven and a half episodes, seven and a half hours worth of OJ last weekend. Yeah, what did I you think about that? You watched the ESPN documentary, yes, and so but you still have not started on the People versus no, OJ. No, because I know that's a little longer. That'd be ten hours. So I, yeah, I just gotta get but it's phenomenal. I tell you, you know, all, I'm writing a thesis. <laughs> if you know me, then you know that episode six is my favorite episode of the People versus OJ. I get there. It's that on is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You're gonna be crying. It's on You're my to do list. Cr- did but you watch I, Feud on Sunday night? I didn't. I'm gonna get there. I got to work on Monday, and everybody was saying it was good. It was good, but I was unimpressed. I know that it's. I know that they're setting the 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 playing field for the build up, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like, eh. Hmm. I flipped to watch what happens live with Portia and Charlemagne. Now that was good TV. Didn't see that either. But uh, heard about it. Heard she looked stupid as hell. She looked good, but she looked. She sounded stupid. You yeah. know, she thought Hawaii was out of the country. Um, classic Porsche, but uh, the Underground Railroad. I know that they're setting us up for for something good, and I do think as of now, you know, Jessica Lane, she looks good and she's committed to the character. But Susan Sarandon is slaying Ooh. her. Have Susan is slaying Shara, her? Have you seen? I, we can just we can just toss things back. Um, okay. Have you seen Big Little Lies yet? No, but I saw you tweeting about it yeah. yesterday. No, and you, I, I bring that I up. I thought it was a movie for the longest. It's a book, and so they they adapted it to. To the to the uh, limited series on HBO. You know they're doing Taken like that. They're, I don't in, know how they're going to do that in, as a series on NBC. Yeah, yeah, they're doing yeah. Taken from the movie. Um, but so that but they 
uh, I, br- I bring that up after you say that Susan Sarandon is, is uh, outdoing Jessica Lange right now because right now Reese Witherspoon and uh, Nicole Kidman... Is um, Oprah in this? No. No, oh, okay. Oprah's doing... They're doing um, that movie the Henrietta Lacks Wrinkle in film. Time. Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle Ava, in Time. That's with Ava Reese Juvenet. and Oprah. Oh, Reese is in A Wrinkle mm-hmm. in Time? Okay, yes. But, um, but yes, Reese is brilliant and so is Nicole Kidman. And so I'm like, these are huge Hollywood actresses. Nicole that I- <laughs> Kidman! <laughs> and so, um, I'm, uh, and, uh, 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 what's her name? Dern. Dern. Laura Dern? Laura Dern? I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, huge names that are now on TV, um, you know, cable. But uh, um, it's really good. You should check it out. It's only three episodes in, 30-minute episodes. Oh, that's that's ideal. It's so good. By the way, I know you saw the, the table read picture for Insecure Season 2. So exciting. I am so excited. <laughs> I think I'm so going to close excited. out the, today's episode with something special for the listeners and for Kendall, which he has never heard before. Oh. Before we transition to your topic, yeah. I came across an interesting article that uh, is titled, Here's Why You're Terrible at Relationships Based on Your Zodiac Sign that I think would be really interesting to discuss amongst our listeners. And I want you all to chime in. So if you follow the Facebook page for Char Says So, then you can read this article. I even posted it to Twitter. And I'll probably repost it when this episode comes out so you all can look up your zodiac signs. But I wanted to see if you agreed with this for Virgo. This is why you're horrible at relationships. Virgo, Hold the phone. Who said I was horrible at relationships? I didn't say you were. This is just a a topic. I came across an article. Are you listening right now? Sorry. Or are you pulling... Let me me be quiet. But anyway. (laughs) 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 I did. I I tuned out for two seconds. My phone was going off and I was trying to see something. But uh, I apologize. Okay. So let me set this back up for you so you can listen. Yes. I came across an article saying the reasons why you are horrible at relationships based on your zodiac sign. Okay, and just assuming to, everybody's horrible. Yes. Okay. And I'm gonna read. I was like, you, damn, sir. I'm gonna read yours to see if you agree. Okay. And I told the listeners that I'm going to post this. It's already posted to my social media, but I'm going to repost it when this episode comes out. Okay. So it says Virgo. Virgos are highly critical. <laughs> And it's a real buzzkill. They want everything done perfectly and will point out anything they don't like or that doesn't doesn't fit into their impossibly high standards. It's hard to feel good enough when dating a Virgo. Do you agree with that? I can't help but to laugh because it's true. <laughs> Is it a mirror? <laughs> Is it a mirror? Um, to an extent, yes. And I've, and it's so funny because it really takes, um, you know, an outside perspective sometimes to bring that that mirror to you. Um, yes. And so I don't see myself as as a as a you know typically like negative person. Like I really, no. I, I don't think I don't think you're negative, I'm, but you are extremely critical. Right. But I'm not dating you. Right. This is just as a friend. And, but I've had some. I've gotten to a really big. Oh, big blow up with someone for telling like but it was like I was watching this is a little example I was watching a, a, I think I was watching Wendy and I was watching some guests on there and I was I was critiquing them on the show mm-hmm. like I was just voicing I'm Publicity is what I do. Like mm-hmm. I was just voicing my. Wait opinion till you on get that. a get a, a a view of Safari. Safari Samuels. He was not that great of a guest. Yeah, he can't talk. Yeah, and that would He's frustrate. Like designer. Me. Remember <laughs> when Designer was on <laughs> Wendy? <laughs> um, and so that's when you need the pre-interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So and he the, the guy he was so like he literally flew off the handle at a certain point. Like you're just so why can't you ever just watch something? Why are you so critical? Like mm-hmm. you bring down my mood. You're so negative. And I was I didn't didn't take it into account. I was like this bullshit. Like it's an I'm, earth sign it had thing. nothing to do with you. So to call me negative, I feel like you're associate. Like I'm I'm critical of you. I was criticizing something. That had no- How am I bringing down your mood by critiquing somebody else on the Depends TV? Depends on his sign because earth right. signs are known so, to, to be like that. Capricorn, Virgos, and Tauruses all have linking characteristics that make us all the same. You know, I'll know that I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. So, so I, I I I respect it. I receive it. Um, I don't know if it'll change anything. Thing, but I, I recognize my quote unquote fault, but 
deal. That's just you. For me, mine uh, felt like a slap in the face <laughs> as well. It says Capricorns can be a little stuffy, <laughs> which Ooh. I know to be true. <laughs> um, I have been told to lighten up. A lot, like a lot. Even in college when I was a loosey-goosey, I remember getting into it with one of my roommates Mm -hmm. about something that she was doing. And she was like, bitch, you need to lighten the fuck up. And I was like, what do you mean lighten up? I've gotten that. I've gotten that. What do you mean? Oh, my God. That's why we get along so well. Yeah. Because we both sit back with our shades on inside our people all day. I'll say lowbrow so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I've never... So it says Capricorns can be very, can be a little stuffy, very responsible and goal oriented. Sometimes they can be a little boring to be with. I know this to be true as well because I know that I'm a, a creature of habit and I can be a little routine. You are, Shar, do you remember calling me distraught because you lost your damn mailbox key? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Not, and and I'm, I'm one of those people, like, my friends, your world can crumble over anything, and I'm there. But Char called me. I was on my way on a date, and Char called me just just upset. Like, I, I am so hard on myself, and I just can't believe I would do something. That's not me. That's not me. And I'm like, what? It's not anybody. You just you misplaced the it's, damn key. It is because, hold on, let me finish reading this sentence and then I'm going to address that. So it uh, can be a little bit boring to be with. It's like, come on, spice it up every now and then. Now, to speak to your point about the key, I was beating myself up because I pride myself on always being responsible. I'm a firstborn. I am a Capricorn, a daughter of a Virgo. So we see each other. <laughs> yes. However, I have prided myself on never losing anything. Like throughout, I've had a cell phone since I was 10. I've had my own house keys since I was 10. And I've always had like some sort of wallet, some sort of responsibility. I used to lie during the vision test in school because I wanted glasses. I wanted reading glasses. I've always craved response. I started wearing deodorant for no reason because I wanted something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me to be 20 damn nine... (laughs) And to be so scatterbrained, I remember my mind was working at a mile a minute that day, and I left my keys in the back of an Uber. I eventually ended up getting them back, but I beat myself the fuck up about it because it's like, just, bitch, you've had keys since you were in fifth, since you were ten in the fifth grade, I just and you ain't never misplaced nothing. I was like, sure, I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> no, I, I really <laughs> was distraught. I really was distraught. <laughs> and to speak to the boring to be with and spice it up a little bit, I know that, like I said, I'm a creature of habit. I can be routine. So I could see how that could be. If you're looking for a freak nasty in the sheets, I mean, I got my tricks and stuff, but I, you know, I stick to them. I'm true blue. Okay. I'm just going to say, because this is this in terms of dating relationships, because for me, like as a friend, I don't ever, you just told me that I had an attitude just because I was a little flat today. You were. So, so but, Char, but I'm saying that to say that Char's never flat. Flat. So, <laughs> um, Char's always big and bold. So no, um, I've I've been flat. You you know the times I've been flat. It, it's usually a mood shift. Something happened. Yes, um, I'm so, moody like the wind, guys. If you know me in real life, <laughs> then you know that I am moody. So you got to take advantage of this time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's interesting though, because that's pretty spot on for both of us. I would say. Yes, I'm a creature of habit. Like I won't cook the same things. I, I'm good in the kitchen with spicing it up. But when it comes to relationships, I can be, you know, if we have but, a really good time at the movies, I'm going to coin the movies as our thing. Mm-hmm. So don't get upset yes. if I keep doing I'm, the movies God. with, you know, if, if I keep making movie dates and get like, babe, you want to go see this? Because I'm, a, I'm we a, had a I'm, great time I'm, at our yes, movie date I, or a I, great I, time at our Barnes and Noble date. So Barnes and Noble is now our thing. Yeah. No, I hear you. That's how I look at it. I hear you. Maybe we could date. Now, I don't know about that, Kendall. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, respectfully. I love you to death. But respectfully. <laughs> decline that offer. <laughs> Woo! Anywho. Um, so my topic. Um, yesterday, Sierra dropped. Oh, Lord. Um, a gorgeous. Gorgeous, Jinx. truly. Um, <laughs> you owe me um, something. A soda. It, who was, did, did Kim Possible start that? What, Jinx? Jinx, you owe me a soda? No, I know in Chicago, the girls would be like, Jinx, you owe me a fifth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, <go> to, <laughs> but, 
That's what, not me. I wasn't that girl. But yeah. you know, the guys that I used to entertain and things like that, when they would be with their friends. Really? Like, I've never heard. You owe me a fifth. Really? Okay. Ask uh, your other podcast. They're Midwesterners, technically. Yeah. See if they did. <laughs> I, I know that Detroit is very different from Chicago, but we're neighbors. I'll check in. We're Listen to the other apart. podcast, and next week I'll address that. Yeah. Conversate <laughs> like, is Kendall's other podcast, and that's weekly. You know, Kiss and Tell is bi-weekly. Yeah. So if you all do not listen to Conversate, shout out to Martin and Nina. Mm-hmm. Nina's my girl. I've never met Martin, but I really do enjoy you all's podcast. Jesus, you and Nina are just... I love me some Nina! <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, Sierra dropped a dope photo shoot with Harper's Bazaar and um, her pregnancy, maternity photo shoot. And uh, one of the images was with Baby Future um, and, of course, Baby in tow, uh, the, 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 the pending baby, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Russell Wilson, her husband, behind her... Um, faceless, um, kind of grabbing her stomach. He was cradling the belly. Yes. um, You know, supporting. And so the internet was ablaze with... I thought it was um, beautiful. With with critique for not only the photo shoot and the the aesthetics of that, but also speaking to um, assuming that Sierra was doing this to get back at Future in some way. Oh, my God. There were so many, you know, I I call them ashy Twitter. Ashy Twitter was so upset. No. Yeah, the ones like with the awful selfie, with the awful selfie picture. Duval, as there, who as I there. can't stand. It's oh, problematic. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on what we think about that sort of. I mean, that's just classic misogyny. Um, Sarah was trending on Twitter because of this because there was a tug of war about these photos. Yeah, like she's doing this to bother. Uh-huh. To bother um, Or it's not future. classy, or it's like, I saw one of my former coworkers on Facebook talking about bring back classy maternity shoots, and I didn't think that anything was in There was nothing taste. crass or, or no. It was not in I mean, taste. I will say that I didn't care for that, for that specific picture of him grabbing. It was just awkward to me. Mm-hmm. But in terms of doing anything for for, for the attention of future or to, to evoke no. anything from him, please. It's because People are so butthurt and people cannot grasp that moving on is a reality. Like, you can do it. And they want it to be this high school drama because that's the life that they lead a lot of the times. And it's just like, no, you really can delete and block people's numbers and really move the and fuck move on. Like, on. It's, and it's a woman a can do that and yes. be okay. Yes. And I think and that's, that's what's messing them up because the- Russell is the ideal. Like, Sierra has fully yeah. moved on. Future has attacked her in records and publicly done a lot. And granted, Sierra has taken him to court for some petty things. Like, don't say my name, $50,000 But to lawsuit. let you know, this is serious. Yeah. And I have a career to to maintain mm-hmm. and I, I because I don't know you with all these kids you have running around I don't know if my child support is mm-hmm. guaranteed every month mm-hmm. so in order to feed baby future in the next ones I need to make and sure I think pregnancy that my, helped her yes Russell being pregnant with Russell's baby helped her yeah. further Fully, move right. on and so and and so th- I know it's different and I don't want to accuse um or, or or liken future to someone like OJ Simpson but because this is fresh in my mind and just watch the case it's interesting to me because of the way that people that because of what what we kind of saw OJ struggle with after Nicole finally left mm-hmm. and the the sort of misogyny and and celebrity that that men get away with mm-hmm. um with their fragile to, masculinity to excuse behavior that's truly troubling problematic offensive and abusive and so while again there's no there's never been allegations or proof of physical abuse to, from future towards Sierra, it's uh, the the way that men kind of cape and and mm-hmm. uh, I mean and sometimes women too and assume that Sierra is doing these things to attack him somehow and never see the inherent issue in what he has done and said mm-hmm. and behaved like um, I think is is a troubling rhetoric that that needs to be addressed. Now, not to get off topic, but speaking of the OJ thing, and since you just watched the documentary, mm-hmm. didn't you find it fascinating how OJ's father was gay? <sighs> Yes. And uh, how uh, OJ, Nicole had it documented in her diaries how OJ physically abused her after she let a gay man hold their their child. And I think he kissed the baby on the cheek or something like that. And OJ was was, like blowing up and beat. They were in Hawaii. And (laughs) that's like one of the first times he hit her. Yeah. I thought that was fast, especially no, about the dad answering the door in the robe. Yeah. And and he saw the other man in a robe. Um, It was. Fascinating, and 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 they say that that a lot of that trickled into 
um, the man that he became. Yeah, and and his, and wanting to to maintain that hyper masculinity yes. to because if my but father it w- is, it would not surprise me if he got down with the get down. Uh, if he ever experimented, I should say, because I did not. Okay, back to future. Uh, mm. <laughs> um. But uh, no, I really, really, I mean, we always see this, and I always speak to how black women are at the bottom of the totem pole, and black women are literally used as everyone's punching bag. Black women just bear the brunt no, really. of the weight of society. How dare she move on from, how dare- from a, a, an emotionally abusive um, un, un, Trap un, rapper. Right. <laughs> unfaithful relationship. This How dare great, she? This great man who, from what we see, has great moral standing. He's a God-fearing man, and he's has a job, and he has <laughs> accepted baby Zaheer. I'm going to respect No future. drug addiction. No drug. And he, he's not talking about the lean and the Percocet. And he has, uh, he has accepted Sierra's first child fully and wholly, like... People are just so, so mad because a lot of people, you know, people are miserable and they project that onto I'm, other you people. You know, people are miserable. Yes. They really are. No. They really, no, at their really. foundations, they and, really are. And to me, and I think also, to be fair, you have to acknowledge that, that Sierra willfully got into that relationship knowing what she knew about Future and what we knew about Future. She took the sorority pictures with the other baby mamas. So we know. But they were a full ha- sorority. But they can, were lined up like. But what is the problem with applauding the glow up? Applauding her learning from that mistake. Mad. I'm not going to punish her and demonize her for learning that what she wants her family to look mm-hmm. like and a more productive environment publicly. for herself. So many of you all go through it, I mean, publicly, but on a smaller scale, you know, in high school or college where we can, I feel like where your she, campus can sit back and judge. I, she had the world on her and she's going to do what she deems best. Sierra, I believe, is a year older than me, if not the same age, or she'll be turning 29. I don't know. But she's in my age group and um, she's just doing what's best for her and her future and her, no pun intended, <laughs> and <laughs> Her child. I wish she didn't do that. Name that child future. But I know, but she again, calls him Zaheer. Yeah. Baby Zaheer. I, I, please. I'm glad. I prefer future over Nevadius Junior. I mean, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, because Nevadius just sounds like okay. I saw Future in person at the BET Awards, and he is extremely attractive. But you can tell that the problematic he, ones all always are. I was yes. just on Chris Brown's Instagram yesterday, and I was like, Did you it. see? Oh, you missed when Wendy broke down about his drug use. Uh, that was I, earlier this week. I'll but, talk, we'll talk off here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just, I always make jokes about this and I always have because I'm like, okay, if a, if a man named Navadius came into my life, the stress, that's all I would think is the you, stress. This is the you thing. Find, you I know, know the dick is pretty. I know the dick know is You know that big. it's a one night. You don't build a, you don't no. build a family with I this I know man. the dick could ruin my life. <laughs> you know. So you make it just about the dick. Future looks like it's pretty. It's big. Okay, sure. It's caramel. It may sure. have have a little hook. Sure. I'm just saying, can we talk? I mean, can we kiss and tell or can we kiss and tell? This isn't my brand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it just seems like if, if a man stepped to me and he was like, you know, what's good? My name is Navadius. <laughs> I'd be like, Navadius, well, what are you doing after this? Samantha Jones, no, Sex in the City. No, no. But I'm no. not walking down the aisle with no, him. No, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She was engaged. Right. Um, but I, I congratulate Sierra and I really think Remember that Remember when she got the dreads? The, the, yes. And the internet and ripped I, her apart. I don't think that there's anything wrong. And I think the growth is, it's it's a, it's nice to see the, the quote unquote how fast kind of the growth happened. And it's nice that we didn't have to see her, you know, get strung along and have multiple children and, and stay in this yes. and have, have women calling her phone woman to woman. Also, you know, so I, I like that, that she can be an example in and that way that woman, I can I can do better. And I, I venture and I will. to say that the other baby mamas haven't, but they're not in the same like it, right. financial standing right. or, right. you know, they're right. not, you know, right. so a, a check from future every month is, right. I, yeah, I'm depending right. on that. Are you right. kidding me? Right. Yeah, I'm and living off the fat attached, of the land. Staying attached to him as a baby mama in this basketball wise yep. culture is absolutely lucrative to them. Absolutely. So, but Sierra has a and lane. And I can't fault them. Has a lane beyond the basketball wise. Exactly. Um, Even though she was treading kind of close. She was. She Because music wasn't really working out and she became Kim's best friend. And she figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and the Jackie album. And, yeah, she figured it out. Now she has a new contract with Warner Brothers. Um, and she's and, a Revlon cover girl. And she's a fashion diva. So, so I, yeah, I congratulate I just, her. But to her. speak to your topic, to speak to the point, I mean, this is literally based in misogyny. And literally, like, like I said, I saw so many. I saw, of course, 
more black men critical of the shoot than black women. Um, and it was a lot of, like I said, ashy Twitter, little Duval and people who follow him uh, being really <laughs> critical. I saw a lot of like NFL players coming out and saying how it was disrespect, just flat out Sierra Dare wrong. That's disrespectful to future. And that, but it's like future ain't doing that from what we see. I can't, speak to the situation in whole because I'm not there. But from what we see, Future don't contribute, like... It's not the same. Uh, Zaheer... Future ba- wasn't ba- even there for the baby's birth. Baby Future has embraced a new... Um, a father figure, at least. Yes. A, a permanent fixture Sarah's in his minding life. her business, dancing to I'm Every um, Woman. <laughs> she's been pregnant for two years. What does she do? She looks When happy. is she due? I think she's due at the same time as Beyonce in May. Jeez, it doesn't seem like Sierra's been pregnant for over a <laughs> but year But that's now. why I say that I think because she announced so early where Beyonce, you know, secretive B, um, waited a little longer, we think that, you know, if when she has the baby in May, we'll be like, oh, that was so quick. Future, babe, I mean, Sierra announced Sierra seems she was like, like a month. She <laughs> seems like she has been pregnant for two years now. <laughs> but I am happy for her. And um, But like I said, to speak to your point, Dismiss- I didn't really see a lot of women uh, complaining about I can't, her. I can't imagine what the critique... Like, where do you... What's but the it brought problem? Up, it brought up the double standard because I don't know if you all are familiar with Jess Hilarious, who is an Instagram comedian. She, oh, she did the... I, I her did. picture went viral because she took... I, I think she's funny. I do really do think Jess is hilarious, even though she can be problematic and she's been transphobic mm-hmm. sometimes. Caitlin Bruce Jenner. Like, that's okay. not her name. Okay. Her name's Caitlin Jenner. Misgendering but, is such an easy, low-hanging fruit. Yes, but I do enjoy Jess's brand of comedy. I follow her and she can, she's hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but she's funny. She's funny to me. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, we saw ashy ass, I cannot stand this Negro, Corey Holcomb. Um, come for, he's, is, you, you wouldn't be. He's a okay. low brow, low grade comedian who is 50 years old, problematic, super homophobic. Like, I blocked him on Twitter. We've never even had an interaction on Twitter and, and I blocked right. him. Because he's just that ash and that hotep. <laughs> Dr. Umar Johnson type. Just gross. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he called her a black bitch, of course. Th- these black bitches, these single moms, black bitches, raise, black hoes raising their sons to be bitches. This is why b- black... Little, because she, little, she she held him? Yes. I wish I could pull up the tweet. I saw the, oh, oh, the tweet. I saw the picture. And so, yeah. And so it goes into, like, the double standard. Like, I didn't see anything wrong with Jess's picture. And I, I do believe that if you are sexualizing a picture like that, it's because you have issues. Because... Mm. We come yeah, from, I, you know what I'm saying? Like we, no that's, one. That's the body that they. And I, I do. And I think the pictures are tasteful. I do think that at a certain age, I would prefer. And it goes back to like breastfeeding. Like I would prefer women. Yes. I don't not, want to see a five year old sucking from the nipple. You're right. And so I wouldn't want to see a nude shoot like that either. Yes. But that's hurting a child. And that's a child that she, I believe that we cannot speak, unless you are a mother, you cannot speak on motherhood. This is something that has literally grown inside of these women, have come from women's vaginas, and they suck on the... Like, we all have done it. Yeah, and I agree with you. To sexualize that and make that somehow problematic, you need to do some And say, this is why why they, uh, black boys, want to be bitches. and, And that's what kills me about a lot of cisgender, heterosexual black men. They want to attack homosexuality and make it as seem a nurture like, issue and, and and also make it seem like it's the toxin of the black community mm. when a lot of them have you know for example 14 different kids by 14 different i know future better not ever fix his lips to criticize anything as far as it's so funny that a, that a, a quote-unquote lack of masculinity is is deemed more of a sin or more problematic than than exactly what you yes. just mentioned having 14 different seen, kids by 14 different women right like, excuse and me? i've even seen people this is to speak to this point as well, I've even seen people be extremely problematic as it pertains to Moonlight because ever since Moonlight won Best Picture, the that has that has driven more people to oh, it won Best Picture. Everybody's talking and rooting for Moonlight. Let me go check out Moonlight. I've and seen then so many you see the homophobia, heterosexual black men and at, women. Yes, yes, and women. Is it is it even good or is it just because it's gay? Is or it? But why, people have seen I, it and been like, you know, I've I've seen Facebook comments commentary of like, man, I cut that shit off. I lied to Redbox and got two free movies for free. I said the disc wouldn't work. That shit pissed me off so bad. Like, 
And the only reason why it's winning is because the LGBT community got Hollywood by a chokehold. Instead of really exploring the story for what it is, you think that it's going to be some type of hood classic that aligns with toxic mm-hmm. black masculinity. And this is why on the I don't know if you listened on the on the on the other podcast when I said that I the, the struggle with for me to deem Moonlight as an LGBT film is because I think it does exactly that and it ostracizes the other people that I think need to see the film because but they for, won't that they They're won't. Be- go with the society. They're going to go with the cult. They're going to brand it as a gay film, part of the quote unquote gay agenda. And a lot of people that I have seen comment on it, like the the only disdain I had with Moonlight, which everyone knows, is the ending. Right. It is other than that, it is a beautiful film. It speaks to coming of age, love, so much friendship. more than LGBT. Yes. And so, for, but for me, but everybody's I've seen like, so oh, many, it's gay. I've seen so many, um, so a few. Uh, I don't know if I've if I've even seen heterosexual black men commend it, but I know I've seen black women um, commend it just for telling an authentic story of that area of, of Florida. Yes. And so I, I can't understand why you can't just go see and that the movie and, and identify with, with some aspect of it. Because whether you identify as LGBT or not, there's so much. It's still the hood. It's still it's, substance abuse. It's still it's, something it's, that you can align with with a family member or a friend or some other movie that you might really a like. level of basic some humanity Some other hood classic that, that you film. might like. Right. It, right. That's the thing. Fundamentally, it is a human story. And I think so often, and I was speaking to my mother about this on Monday because she was off for Pulaski Day. Shout out to Chicago. <laughs> and uh, she was speaking about um, how she has had uh, conversations with people because my mother, of course, has a trans daughter. My mother works in education. Mm-hmm. So my mother is at peak sensitivity training. Yeah. And she has, because her daughter is trans. Right. <laughs> and she has had uh, conversations with people who she, and, and, and fundamentally her issue is that a lot of cisgender heterosexual people do not look, and we all know this, do not look at the LGBT community as actually human. And she says that she's found in a lot of her conversation that it all goes back to sex. All the, ugh, he gay. You immediately thinking about the bending this. over. and the, I meant to mention this. And these are people with feelings. These are real rise, people. And that was an issue for me. What? In the two episodes that I saw, I thought that it was hypersexualized. And one of the things that I appreciated about Moonlight, that it was a, hum- it was a human story. It was, a, it was an LGBT story. Black, on top of that, because we know black gay. Right. Men right. stories always have right. it's like soft porn with right. the storyline. It's always about that. And so I appreciated that there was very little of that in mm-hmm. Moonlight. But in the episodes that I saw of of uh, When We Rise, there was all this running into the room and, yeah. and falling over, kissing and all that. So so I, I, I that was one of the issues. And that can ostracize viewers. Absolutely. Because you you oh. that, that is the because challenge. that's what they associate with us. Exactly. We that are. is the challenge. Tell the story. You can add your not to stomp on anyone's creative genius. You can have your sex scenes, but you should really, really challenge yourselves to tell a story in such a colorful way that you don't need it. That you don't need it. You just shouldn't have to rely so heavily on Especially that. Especially when and they're they're tropes that that they've used yes. to to that's my into- mom's issue. She says that a lot of LG, especially with black cisgender heterosexual people, they always that's why black LGBT people are associated with perversion or did someone touch and you even, and even and, what pride has become associated and with and pedophile. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, we can talk. Oh yes. <laughs> Drug a, use yeah. and unprotected sex. Big old naked orgy party. Yep. And so I think you have to challenge um, when when there's a problem of, of our perceptions in society and how people perceive us, um, you have to challenge those spaces um, and say, that's not what I'm about. It's disheartening. Um, speaking of LGBT, uh, I have to, and it's Women International Women's uh, Day and Women's History Month, mm-hmm. I have to say rest in peace to China Gibson, Sierra McElveen, and Jaquarius. Ooh, her last name is escaping me right now. Uh, most recently, three trans women yes. in New, well, not in New Orleans, but in Louisiana. Two in New Orleans, one in Louisiana were taken out like uh, within six days murder. for each other. It, it, yes, that's... At the hands of murder. Murder. Murdered at the hands of a man. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really scary. I was talking to my mother about that as well because it feels like an extermination. And I have family in New Orleans. None of them are LGBT, but I have family down there. That's one of my favorite cities. And it's just... It's just really, really, it's heartbreaking because, like I said, it feels like an extermination. And um, God forbid I'm ever taken out by the hands of a man uh, that the media automatically, I know that they're going to side with the man. 
even if he, you know, we were talking, me and my mother really explored this because there was Ty Underwood who was in Texas. This was last year. She was murdered by her boyfriend, but he used the ex uh, excuse of he didn't know. And they had been dating for quite some time. Like their campus knew like y'all been fucking dating. <laughs> yeah. He was on the football team. He shot and killed her. And the media automatically sided with her. But by the time, I mean, sided with him, excuse me. But by the time the details emerged, like, wait, these people been knowing they've been bumping. Didn't matter anymore. It did not matter. Didn't matter Because the damage was already done. So, yes, I have to say rest in peace to my sisters because black trans women are matter. just. <sighs> Literally, it gets me emotional thinking about it. They, they, we do matter. They matter. We do matter. You matter. So, thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, shout out to Moonlight. Shout out to Moonlight. Shout out to Sierra. Shout out to Sierra. <laughs> um, and shout out to Women's History Month and International uh, Women's Day. Yes. And thank y'all for listening. And before we wrap it up... I'm going to play something for you all that I promised Kendall that I would play him, and he has never heard it before. Uh, this is just a little fun. You all know that I love little funny clips and showing Nene and stuff, but this is one to one of my, one of the people that I look up to, Oprah Winfrey. Um, someone posted this on YouTube back in 2011 when season 25 wrapped up, oh. and it is called 25 Years of Oprah Yelling. <laughs> Let's bring them out. Nicole Kidman! <laughs> Please welcome Best Supporting Actress. Please welcome our favorite. <laughs> it's so good. Please welcome my dear friend John Travolta. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> It can Come go on. Even crack. Friends. <laughs> oh my God. Right, that was the end of it. But if you have not checked it out, you guys have to go to YouTube and check because you have to see it. But uh, yeah, so Kendall's in the restroom. But <laughs> we will check back with you all, I guess, in two weeks. Jace will be back and we'll hear all about his Australian adventures. And until then, kiss and tell. See you all. We'll talk to you all later. And be sure to tweet KAT Radio, hashtag KAT Radio. Bye, guys. <laughs>